Welcome to the Enduro Sport Podcast, where we have outdoor enthusiasts come to tell their story. Whether chasing a professional career or pursuing as a hobby, our mission is to bridge the gap between communities from all over the world and ultimately bring all outdoor enthusiasts together as one. We are Enduro Sport. Welcome everyone to the Enduro Sport Podcast. My name is Lost Trip. Founder and CEO of EnduroSport, a premium supplement built by athletes for athletes to help change the game in the sports and outdoor nutrition and to help our athletes level up in their health and performance. I'm very happy to have a special guest on this episode of the EnduroSport podcast. This guy is a close friend of mine, and I have got the privilege to learn a lot throughout his life and his long career full of setbacks and comebacks in playing professional baseball. And when he got that moment and that chance to be called up to the big leagues, his life changed forever. And now he's making a name for himself in the majors, and it's just the beginning for him. I'm excited to introduce you guys to Ryan Carpenter. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, so I, I know you and I were talking previously and, um, you know, really just uh, be able to give uh, some people in other communities a little insight about who Mr. Ryan Carpenter is. I mean, you're like an open book, came from a lot of things, and um, I think it'd be kind of cool to shed some light on who you are to people that don't know who you are right now definitely um yeah i uh <clears throat> let's see where i started pretty much played baseball my whole life um you know, 29 years old right now uh, i was born and raised in arizona um went to high school here went to college out at uh, gonzaga university up in spokane washington um which i know you're familiar with that area being out in Coeur d'Alene a little bit oh yeah but uh that's right yeah i was uh <clears throat> was drafted out of high school by uh the tampa bay rays um you know came pretty close to signing out of high school actually um you know came down to the last couple of days of the deadline and decided to go to college instead and uh you know i spent three years there up at gonzaga playing baseball and you know going to a great school and then ended up getting drafted by the tampa bay rays again actually um Signed with them, and uh, let's see, I was with their system for three years, and I actually ended up getting released by them um, the last day of spring training, which would have been in 2014, I believe. Yeah, because I was drafted in 2011 out of college, spent three years with them, and uh, yeah, they ended up releasing me out of you know out of spring training, like I just said, which was the game was a pretty big shock to me. Um, and my teammates as well, um, you know, pretty much blindsided me for it. And uh, it was also, you know, really bad timing as well because last day of spring training, pretty much every team's got the roster set and everything. So me and my agent were, you know, we were scrambling to find uh, to find a team. And it actually ended up coming to me having to go to play a, uh, independent ball, so not even affiliated baseball. And mm. – so this is about two weeks after I got released. Um, so I pretty much packed up my whole car and drove to Lincoln, Nebraska, of all places, from uh, <laughs> from Arizona. So that was Lincoln. That's yeah. an interesting place. <laughs> yeah, and it was, uh, it was a very long, boring drive. Um, I can't remember how long it was. Close to close to twenty hours, I believe. Um, so yeah, I drove there. And I literally got in, you know, just, I checked into like an extended stay hotel pretty much. 
and uh, went to like our first little team meeting thing. And it was, you know, it was just a lot different from what I was used to. And, you know, professional baseball, it was just different atmosphere. Um, you know, the guys seemed great. People seemed great. But it was just, you know, just a lot more, you know, not on a, not on a grand scale, I guess you could say. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we had our first meeting or whatever, went to the field to throw. And I got back to the hotel. And as soon as I got back, my agent called me and he said, hey, the uh, Colorado Rockies just signed you. So you're going to have to, you know, come back to Arizona. <laughs> I, was, I was there for not even 24 hours. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, obviously, you know, I was happy, thrilled to have someone sign me. But I was like, well, time to get back in the car and, you know, drive 20 minutes back, or excuse me, 20 hours back. And uh, so that's what I did. Back to my car again. Uh, you know, told the team in Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, thanks for thanks for having me for a day. And, you know, I went back to uh, Arizona with the Rockies. And for about one week, I stayed in uh, extended spring training with them and then headed up to High A, which was in Modesto, California, which is you know, not, not the best area, but yeah. it was, <laughs> Again, happy to be there. You know, happy to be on a team. Um, you know, I ended up throwing really well, pitching really well. Um, it was actually, funnily enough, it was the worst um, <laughs> professional baseball team I was ever on as far as record goes. We almost became two games shy of losing 100 games. Oh, my gosh. Is, uh, yeah, it's actually, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to do if you, you know, <laughs> people are familiar with baseball. You know, you play yeah. 140 games in a minor league season, and we almost lost 100 of them. But, uh, yeah, I played really well, and unfortunately, with, like, a month left of the season, I ended up uh, tearing my um, MCL, had a second-degree tear. So I had to go back to the Rocky Spring Training Complex in Arizona to rehab that whole offseason pretty much. Um, was healthy in time for spring training. Um, went to double A that next year, threw really well there. And um, the year after that, I spent my first year in AAA, which would have been 2016. And this is where, you know, things started to get a little, a little rocky for me for the first time in, um, you know, my professional career as far as pitching goes. I'd always, you know, I'd always been <clears throat> pretty good in, you know, college. And, um, you know, I was really good in high school. I kind of hit my – my peak, my, you know, my senior year, finally, um, you know, I, I finally grew into my body. You know, I was always that super tall kid that was extremely uncoordinated, you know, skinny as a flagpole. And it wasn't until I would say probably my sophomore year in college, I, you know, I put on like, I don't even know, probably, I, I went into college about 170 pounds. I was 6'5", 170 pounds, and I came out of college six five about 252 pounds so I got wow. I got really big yeah I mean I got Jeez. my legs got huge uh, you know I got really strong pretty much just grew into my body um yeah it was it was a big weight change yeah that's yeah that's like a huge pound swing yeah oh <laughs> but uh yeah I'm like I'm about 200 and like 235 right now which is where I like staying around 235 240. yeah uh, wow yeah, anyways, back to uh, – yes, I spent my first year in AAA, which was up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with the Rockies. Um, 
you know, I was happy to be there for the excitement. And it was, you know, it was obviously one level away from the big leagues, which is what I've dreamed of my, you know, my entire life, obviously. And, uh, it was just a little background Albuquerque. It's like one of the worst places to pitch at because the <clears throat> elevation is so high. And I mean, the ball just absolutely flies there. So it's, it's a hitter's dream and it's a pitcher's nightmare basically. Huh. But, uh, you know, we all knew that going into it, whatever. And, you know, fast forward about halfway, you know, through the season, I was, I was just getting my teeth kicked in. I mean, it was, it was bad. I was getting, getting crushed every single outing I was, I was having there. Um, you know, I just, it's just never failed. Every, every thought I had in the back of my head, every time I took them out, it was, you know, you know, I'm this close to the big leagues and, you know, I'm, I'm doing this bad triple A, you know, and it's, hope I don't get released, you know, and it's just these terrible thoughts entering my mind every single start I had. And um, sure enough, it was like a couple weeks after that, we had a, uh, a meeting with our pitching coach and our manager and they said, hey, you know, we've been struggling. We uh, we want to move you to the bullpen, um, you know, see if that changes anything whatsoever. And I've never in my entire life pitched out of the bullpen ever, not in high school, not in college. Uh, that's basically what I told him. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm obviously up for anything. You know, I'm, I want to pitch better. You know, I want to, you know, prove to you that I'm capable and whatnot. And uh, I was like, so let's give it a try. And you know, I thought I was I was doing bad before, and then I uh, I got put in the bullpen, and it was it, it got worse, which I didn't even think was possible. Um, I got even more more out of my you know comfortability um, out of my element and it was it was rough and we had I always remember it was um, a series we had down in Las Vegas playing uh, the Mets AAA organization and my parents went and they came and we were sitting down uh, for dinner after a game and you know every game it just seemed like it would come in out of the bullpen couldn't even get it out you know give up a couple runs and it was just it was bad and I remember sitting there with my parents and I was like this isn't this isn't fun anymore I'm like this is the first time in you know in my life that I'm just I hate this game I was like it's it's terrible I'm like I'm not enjoying it I hate showing up to the field every day I hate you know traveling I just I dread every single second of it I'm like this is you know I'm working my ass off basically and it's you know I'm not getting anything in return I was like I just I've tried everything I've experimented I've done everything and I'm like it's just you know it's just wearing me down and you know for people who don't know the you know the, the grind of a baseball season I mean it's bad enough as it is but um you know the Pacific Coast League which is the AAA um there's two different leagues in AAA and PCO Pacific Coast League is uh, pretty much the West Coast League and it's the travel is horrendous. Um, you know, it's league rules. You have to take the first flight out um, every trip in the morning. So, you know, every single flight was right around 5.30 in the morning. Uh, we'd, have to, we'd have to wake up, you know, wake up call at um, 3 in the morning sometimes if, it's, you know, the Jeez. airport's an hour away. So, I mean, we'd be getting done with games at, you know, 11 sometimes. I mean, we had one time where we had an extra innings game. We got back to the hotel at, you know, 1.00. And we had oh. a wake up call at two thirty, and so I mean, and then the next day, well, I guess technically the same day, we had a game at three in the afternoon. So it's just like a continuous forty eight hours without any sleep, and you know, it's just that kind of thing over and over again. So on top of that, I was doing that, and 
just pitching terrible, playing terrible. Um, just constantly in just a shitty mood. Um, wasn't happy at all, basically. Yeah. So the season, uh, you know, finally ended. I thought, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that I was, you know, going to get released, you know, lose my job. And so that whole off season, you know, I was kind of freaking out a little bit. I was like, you know, I just had hands down the worst year I've ever had. Um, you know, it was just, it was bad. And, you know, in the back of my head, I was thinking, well, if I get released, no teams that want to pick me up, looking at my numbers, how terrible they were. And, and uh, yeah, I just, you know, it was just not fun, basically. So, yeah. Um, ended up not, ended up not getting released somehow. Um, and it was like right around Christmas time, and I just, it was one morning. I just, you know, woke up, and I know, you know, I don't know what it was, or I don't know why, you know, I just decided to change my mood. But I woke up, and I said, you know, I'm just tired of this, you know, miserable person I've become. Um, you know, looking in the mirror every day, just dreading even dreading going to the, you know, the complex to work out and everything. And I just, I said, I'm just, I need to change this around. I need to go back to, you know, the great pitcher that I am and, uh, you know, basically prove not only, you know, everyone wrong, but my, you know, myself wrong as well. And uh, so they, I went to spring training, um, kind of had a little apprehension as well. If I was going to be released again, kind of how I did out of, you know, what's the Tampa Bay race system. And they decided to send me back to AAA, surprisingly. Um, and they told me that I was going to be out of the bullpen again, which I was kind of dreading a little bit because, you know, like I said, I've always been a starter. And I said, you know what, if that's if that's what they want to do, you know, I'm going to go in there and, you know, I'm going to pitch. And I'm going to do well. And so we had – I threw two games out of the bullpen to start the year. And we had a pitcher go down – um, one of our starters, he got he got hurt, and so they threw me into the rotation. And I mean, long long story short, it was the best I've ever pitched in my life. It was mm-hmm. it was very strange. Um, you know, it was every single game I was just completely dominant. Um, you know, in the same league I was pitching in the year before. Uh, you know, where I was just you know getting my ass kicked basically, and it was. I just had this mental attitude of, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to stand for that. You know, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to break down. And it had been, um, let's see, this would have been in 2017. So it was my seventh season of the minor leagues actually. Wow. And it was just one of those, one of those thoughts where I was like, you know, it's, I've spent too much damn time, too much effort, you know, blood, sweat, tears, everything. And I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to let it be that easy to where I just give up and, <laughs> and, and quit, you know. Amen and, to that. And so, yeah, it was it was crazy. I can't – you know, I set the uh, the team record for strikeouts um, for the AAA, you know, affiliate with the Rockies. Um, you know, they've been in Albuquerque for quite some time, and I set the record for, for strikeouts, and I led the entire um, AAA league in strikeouts. Um, you know, it was just, it was just an incredible year. I mean, it was, um, and it was kind of funny because the, you know, the attitude and the feeling I had was, you know, polar opposite from the year before. It was, I was having a blast. I was, you know, I couldn't wait to get to the field every day. You know, every fifth day that I was pitching, I was, 
you know, basically salivating, couldn't wait to take the mound. Um, and it's, it was this, you know, crazy special high feeling almost that, you know, <laughs> I just knew, just knew in the back of my head every time I was going to take the mound that I was just going to dominate and there's nothing that was going to change that. And so this was, let's see, yeah, this is in 2017. So the season ended, um, to my, you know, surprise, my agent's surprise, I didn't get called up for, um, you know, September call-ups for the big leagues. It's kind of something that I had, you know, anticipated, thought something, it was something that I earned. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it didn't happen. So at this time, once the World Series ended, I became a free agent. Um, you know, I'd spent all those years in minor leagues and finally, you know, I was, no longer under their control and it was time for me to be a free agent which was you know a great feeling because you know kind of we we were having coffee yesterday and you know I told you it's kind of the same position I'm in right now I'm free agent again it's it's always a great thing as a baseball player to be a free agent because you get to pick where you go and not oh yeah under control and <clears throat> and so my agent told me he's like yeah he's like I mean you literally couldn't have set yourself up any better like for free agency so you did everything you could have and He's like, so once that World Series ends, like, you know, I expect some phone calls. And um, long story short, I had 26 teams out of 30 call me. Um, and it wow. was it was crazy. It was, you know, just a flood of phone calls every day. Um, you know, talking to big league managers, talking to, you know, big league GMs uh, about, you know, where they would see me fit in their organization and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, so it was, it was an exciting time for sure. And we basically, you know, narrowed down, you know, the, the options and which teams would be a best fit. And it's kind of funny because I told myself going into it, I was like, you know, I get to pick what team I'm going to be on. And, you know, I'm definitely going to stay in a West Coast team that has, you know, spring training here in Arizona because, you know, I'd been in Tampa Bay's organization and having spring training in Florida was not something that, you know, I enjoy. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I like being here and it's, you know, you get an extra almost two months basically being here in Arizona. And, you know, I was like, so that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, sure enough, I ended up signing with uh, Troy Tigers, who was, you know, spring training in Florida. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I decided it was, it was between my agent and uh, we figured it was the best fit. To go with the Tigers, they um, they offered me a big league contract, um, which was pretty special because you know I never spent a single day in the big leagues, and uh, you know it's not not something you come across every day. Being a uh, a minor league free agent, getting offered a big league contract, and they were uh, one of two teams that offered me that, and so we you know there wasn't there wasn't. Um, you know, too much of a log jam for pitchers. So I was like, you know, that's, that's probably the best way to go. And so I uh, went to Lakeland, Florida for spring training um, in 2018. And, you know, it was my first big league spring training too, which was, you know, new for me. You know, usually a lot of times guys will get invited to big league spring training as, as minor league guys. And, uh, you know, I had never been because, you know, I had that, that horrible year with uh, – the Rockies and which would have been 16 I believe yeah and uh, you know so they weren't going to invite me to big league spring training then and obviously I had my good year 
um, in 17 and then I wasn't under their control anymore. But so it was my, <clears throat> my first year in big shrink training. Um, everything was going great. Um, guys are great. Coaches are great. And I had, had a really, really good spring training. Um, you know, they, they kind of had told me going into it that, you know, I was going to have an opportunity to make the team in spring training. And, you know, I pitched, pitched amazing. Um, and it was probably, probably like a week and a half or so left of spring training. Um, they sent me down to my leagues. And, you know, they, they basically told me, you know, about everything you've been doing, you've been doing great, you know, we see you, you know, coming up soon. And so that was, that was a little bit of a disappointing, you know, hit, um, just because I had thrown well and, you know, I was so eager to make the big leagues. And so I was like, all right, well, you know, time to do this all over again, you know, prove everyone wrong. And so right when they sent me down, it was, we had probably four, four days left of spring training at this point. And, you know, I, we go, you know, out early in the morning at, you know, 7 a.m. or whatever to go get ready for the day. And um, our, you know, head of player development calls me over. And, and this, the big league season is already two games in at this point. So they're in Detroit, you know, opening their season. And, you know, I'm still down in Florida for spring training. And, or player development calls me over and he's like so we had a rain out yesterday we have a doubleheader tomorrow and he's like I'm not going to tell you for sure because we don't know yet but he's like you might be pitching tomorrow in Detroit and huh. so this, I just had a you know, flood of emotions come over um, and mainly I didn't know what to think because I didn't know for sure if this is going to happen yet and it was basically they basically told me yeah you're going to get a a phone call, you know, in two hours, he said, either you're going to be on a plane in three hours or you're just going to be here and get ready to go to AAA. You know? So it was a weird situation. Um, you know, I called my parents, told them the same thing. I was like, you know, I don't know if you guys have to get a flight out for tomorrow's game or not, blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, a couple hours go by, I get a call and they say, you're going to be pitching tomorrow. So called my parents back, told them, uh, you know, I'm making my major league debut tomorrow in Detroit. Um, you know, call my sister, call my girlfriend, Jamie. Um, so what they ended up having to do is they all bought a last minute flight <laughs> and, uh, you know, close to a thousand dollars basically for, you know, last oh, yeah. minute tickets to Detroit <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's something that, that they wouldn't miss. And I knew that. So, you know, I basically, I flew out that day, um, you know, from 85 degrees in, in Florida to, I think it was 20 degrees when I got into Detroit. So it was absolutely freezing cold. I mean, it was too cold, way too cold. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there had been a little bit of snow on the ground and, um, but yeah, it was one of those feelings where, I was waiting uh, in the airport in Detroit, or excuse me, in Florida, waiting to fly out of, of Tampa to go to to Detroit, and you know, I made all those phone calls, whatever, and it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, you know, holy, holy shit, this is, you know, I'm actually yeah, gonna, man, going to pitch in the big leagues. Like, this is, you know, it's been nine years at this point that mm -hmm. or nine seasons. 
seasons, I should say. And, you know, you hear, I mean, everyone's, everyone's journey and story is different. And, you know, for me, it took me, you know, it just took me so long to get there. Um, you know, so many, so many minor league seasons, so many ups and downs, um, you know, an injury, getting released. Um, so yeah, I finally, finally did it. And, um, you know, made my debut. Didn't go as well as I would have liked, but it was it was amazing nonetheless. And uh, that whole year basically was just a uh, was up and down, up and down. The big leagues, you know, and have a couple starts, get sent down, have a start, get sent down. Um, and it was probably about halfway through the season. I had uh, I made a start, got sent down, and um, the next game that I pitched was probably about a week, uh, probably about two weeks after I got sent down. I got called back up to the big leagues, and um, I was throwing against the Angels, <clears throat> and was having an amazing game, um, best game I'd had so far in the big leagues. Um, I had four innings. I was through four innings, no runs. I think only like two hits. Um, I struck out Trout twice so far, which was yeah. a great feeling. Um, you know, obviously, you know, watch. He's he's an unbelievable player, clearly. Yeah. And uh, you know, watching him do what he does, you know, on TV all the time, and finally facing him. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's Trout, Pujols, all these guys that you you see all the time, and you know, it's pitching great against them. Uh, I went out for the fifth inning. Um, I got two outs at this point, and we were actually in the lead. I think it was four to zero, maybe. So all I needed was one out to, you know, pretty much secure my first big league win. And I go to throw a pitch and feel just a excruciating pain in my side. Um, it's funny too, because like right, right when I, you know, released the pitch, it was felt it immediately and actually get up a home run on it <laughs> but um you know I threw the pitch and kind of grimace you know went down almost went down to a knee and told our trainers you know they came out <clears throat> right in the middle of the game and I was like something's not right you know my side is killing me um so we went in um and went to the hospital to get an a, uh, MRI and it turned out I uh, tore my oblique and oh. so I had a, you know, grade two tear in my oblique, um, which was, you know, maybe I was extremely pissed off to say the least because I was that close to my first ever big league win. And, you know, I literally needed one out was all <laughs> just one out and, you know, tore my oblique. So it was back down to Florida to rehab. Um, you know, I'd, I'd never had an oblique injury of any sort, you know, I never, you know, so in my head I was like, oh, you know, it'll be two weeks. I'll be good to go. And, you know, I, I guess I underestimated, you know, how much you actually use your oblique and how much, you know, you use it for everyday tasks. I mean, I couldn't, if I sneezed, it was extremely painful. If I, you know, I couldn't even lift, you know, anything over 10 pounds because it was just so painful. Um, so it was a very methodical, boring rehab, um, you know, very slow. Um, I started to kind of lose my patience towards the end of it. Um, and it wasn't even, you know, a terribly long rehab stint. It was, I think at the end of it, probably about nine weeks. Um, 
So I finally felt healthy at this point. And, you know, the only thing on my mind is like, I was like, I got to get back to the big leagues. I got to get that first win. You know, I was just itching to get back out there. And so I went back to um, pitching the Florida State League to, you know, a couple rehab starts to make sure I was healthy. Um, you know, threw fine, went back to AAA, um, threw good. And so they finally, you know, took me off rehab. And, you know, so now it's back in AAA again. And through, I think, probably three stars down AAA. And then I got called up again to um, pitch against the Twins in Minnesota. And my parents decided to fly out for this one. And so we get into town, um, you know, just like a normal a normal day or whatever. And, um, you know, kind of had these, you know, thoughts living in my head. I'm like, you know, I hope, you know, on the big stage again that I'm, you know, I'm not going to injure myself again or hope I'm 100%, blah, blah, blah. So go out to pitch and, um, you know, long story short, I got ended up getting my first big league win finally, my first time back since my injury. Uh, my parents were there to see it, which was great. And, uh, yeah, all was, all was well again, basically. And um, through, through well, um, you know, again, kind of went up and down in the big leagues, season ended. And this last year was, um, you know, my second year with the Tigers. I ended up, you know, same kind of story. Basically, I was, I was up and down, up and down. Um, you know, it seemed like I would pitch two games, get sent down for a game or two, get sent back up. And it was just hard to, to stick up there for a little bit. And then I had a fairly long stint up there. Um, which you actually, you know, we saw each other up in New York when I threw against, yeah. um, threw against the Mets, which that was, that was great. Um, great game too. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And just, I guess, just a side note, we, that stint that I was up there for a while, it had been a couple of weeks at this point. And I remember looking at our, our schedule coming up and I saw in like, I think it was two weeks, I believe, that we were playing the Tampa Bay Rays. And you know, the only thought in my mind was, I was like, please, God, don't set me down. I'm like, please just let me start against the Rays. Because it was, you know, ever since they had released me in, in 2011, I just, you know, I had this chip on my shoulder. Uh, or excuse me, not in 2011, 2014 was when it happened. Um, I just had this constant chip on my shoulder um, that I kind of, you know, they never, they never really treated me bad per se, but it was just, you know, me getting released. I just, there's always this feeling of, you know, I, I want to prove them wrong. Um, you know, they, they told me in the meeting when they, you know, released me that it was, you know, we don't see you as a major league player. You know, we don't see you, we don't have room for you on our double A team. Um, yeah. So it was, you know, it's, it was one of those things that just, you know, punched me in the gut, obviously. And, so anyways, and this is last year and um, sure enough, I stayed up and um, I was told that I was going to start against them in, you know, in a week or whatever it was. And I just, that just fired me up so much. And, um, you know, the rep reporters and whatever, and everyone, you know, knew I had gotten drafted by them originally. And so, you know, they're interviewing me and um, they're like, yeah, you know, how do you feel about, 
starting the game against, you know, the team that they got rid of you. And I was like, I just, I cannot wait. I was like, I'm, <laughs> you know, that's all I'm thinking about. And uh, so the day comes, we're starting against them. Um, had a little bit more adrenaline than I usually do. And uh, <laughs> ended up being the best uh, big league game I ever pitched, funnily enough. Um, yeah. ended, up, ended up going seven innings. I'm going to give up one run, which was uh, on a pitch that was a home run, unfortunately. But it was you know, something that barely went over the wall. But anyways, it was, you know, I got interviewed afterwards. And and they're like, yeah, so, you know, what do you think? And I was like, I was like, well, when I got, you know, told a week ago I had that I was going to be pitching against the Rays, I had you know, a big smile on my face. And I was like, right now I think I have an even bigger one. And I think this is, you know. One of the greatest feelings ever is you know, proving people wrong. And this is about the biggest, you know, grand stage of doing that. And it was, it was an amazing feeling to say the least. Um, so that, that ended up happening. Um, you know, again, it was up and down all year. And uh, I'd gotten sent down. Um, I probably pitched, you know, three games down in the minor leagues at this point after getting sent down and, and my the arm was always at this at this point the past you know a couple of weeks it was just bothering me um you know not to the point where I couldn't take them out and pitch but it was just you know every day afterwards it was just killing me I'm like super sore I had to get on some anti-inflammatories those were really helping and I was just like damn like what is going on like it's just so painful and um so what happened was we were, you know, I went to go pitch a game and it was, I think in the third inning, fourth inning maybe. And I had lost like seven miles an hour in a matter of one inning. And it was just excruciating pain. And I went to my, you know, trainer, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And it's, you know, it takes, it takes a hell of a lot for me to, you know, go to a coach or a trainer and say, you know, take me out of the game. Cause you know, I literally won't do it unless Unless I can't throw the ball, basically. That's, that's pretty much what it came down to. I was like, something's, something's not right here. So, you know, it took me out. Um, he said, all right, you know, let's let's rest for a little bit. Let's get you on some anti-inflammatories, and we'll try to throw again in a week. And I was – I just knew – I had this feeling. I was like, this is, you know, pain like I've never felt before. Something's not right. Um, so I went to go throw again in a week, and pain was still there, still hurt. So we got an MRI and uh, MRI and x-rays and, you know, sure enough, uh, they revealed that I had two, uh, two really big, you know, bone chips in my elbow. And basically it's, it was just two pieces of bone just floating around in the, in the crevice of my elbow. Uh, and I was like, yeah, well, that's, that makes sense. You know, that's exactly what, you know, I thought it was. Something was, something wasn't right. Um, so it was, it was a good feeling, you know, knowing that, you know, we figured out what was going on with me and you know, also a good feeling that I wasn't Tommy John surgery, which could be, you know, a year recovery. And, um, you know, obviously a shitty feeling at the same time that there goes, you know, the rest of my season. Um, so basically they, you know, they gave me the option of either to go down to, to Florida to rehab again uh, or to go home and, you know, to Arizona here and, and rehab at a place. Um, down here that's you know 
really good and um, they have three guys out there so that's what I decided to do is to come home and rehab um you know I got I got surgery out in LA we took out one bone chip that was pretty much um, an inch big and then another another bone chip that was a little smaller and so yeah this whole, this whole time I've been rehabbing and it's been going great I just started throwing um about a week ago and it feels great there's no more pain there's no more you know i'm able to straighten out my elbow for the first time in years which is great and uh, <laughs> so yeah that's that's where we're at right now yeah that's awesome man no i i think that i know you and i when we sit down and coffee we we're talking about um pain and going through a lot of pain and i i told you this and i'll continue to keep telling you because you know what i told you from you know really becoming close to Mike Davis and hearing about his story and then you know it's you, you start seeing that you know like it gave me chills just listening to your story just because it's like I, I knew when I having you on the podcast I'm gonna learn a lot more about your story than I even knew before and right. so that's one thing I was like really looking forward to it because the thing is is like other people that are listening might not be even in the sport or maybe they are maybe they're in high school college or in the minors uh you know or people that are in different different sports that want to like you know just kind of just start getting into baseball and understanding it. Now, for me, it's like I never been huge on baseball because I just didn't understand it, you know, when I was younger. So the thing is, right. it's like, and as I started to be around a lot of baseball guys, I'm like, geez, like some of these guys have became some of my like really good friends, but it's only because I think it's, you know, it's just different than other sports in the mainstream. So I, I think it just has, you guys have your own, you know, it's like your, your own type of thing where, where you have to really go through a lot of pain and a lot of heartache and eventually you just become numb to it. You just feel like, Hey, you know what? I'm used to this, you know? And, right. and sometimes it's just like, you take that. And it's like that one point in your life where you just woke up one morning and you're like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to change my mindset. And the thing is, is like most people, like what we talked about too, is that you have all the talent and all the potential to do all these things. And you, it, it all, there's so many people that could be like a Mike Trout, you know, how many other guys that could be like a Mike Trout or guys that, you know, could be, you know, one of these hall of famers, uh, but you never hear about them. And why is that? Because they hit those moments when you just hit. Right. And they chose to stay in that state of mind to where they never got back out of it. Now, you know, one thing I, I give a lot of respect to you mm -hmm. is that, you know, that's a long, you know, that's a long journey. It's a long journey. It has some, <laughs> some setbacks, some comebacks. Like, you know, you, you get moved up, get your hopes too high, and then something happens. And, it, it, and I feel like that's just life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's not even just in the sport. So I think it almost prepares you just for life just because life is also unfair. I mean, you talk about guys that are in business or, you know, they, they get, you know, hired for, you know, this, this company that they want, really want to work for. And next thing you know, they're so enthusiastic about it. They dreamed about it and then they get let go or they're in another sport and the same thing happens or they get an injury and they end up, you know, just withering away and, and they don't do anything to use that as their advantage to get better. So they have a bigger opportunity than what they had before. So, I mean, you just sitting there, like you talking about like you reflecting back on you getting called up for the first time, I mean, that's like, you know, and thinking about all those years that you put in and now you're sitting here and you're like, wow, like, wow, I couldn't even imagine. I almost just like wish I was like in your, in your like mind of like, just like even just feeling what you're feeling because I, I mean, I felt that way in, and you know, the times in my life now, like as I kept going forward of like, things don't happen, things don't work out, but it's okay. And the more you just use it for your own advantage of like being like, hey, you know what, I can change this. And I'm going to look in the mirror and it's like, if I'm okay with looking myself in the mirror and knowing that I, I deserve better, uh, you always end up getting better. And that's probably right. with you. It's just, a, it's just a, it's a huge respect, man. Honestly, I couldn't even imagine just a, the amount of pain. That's what gives me respect for the sport. Just because, I mean, it takes you a long time to even get, some guys get it earlier. Sure. 
But the thing is, is that it's not about getting it earlier. Almost like it's best when you get it later because you appreciate it that much more. Right. Well, I think, I think people just have, you know, a lot of people have, you know, whether it's in, in baseball or in life in general, you know, they have this mindset of, oh, this will, you know, things will work out, you know, the way they're supposed to or things happen for a reason. It's, you know, in, in my in my experiences in my life, you know, I, I call, you know, kind of call bullshit on that because, you know, yeah. things happen for a reason because you make them happen, you know, you can't just mm-hmm. sit by, sit around and things, you know, fall into place. You know, you gotta, you gotta work for, for what you want. They're not just gonna, they're not just gonna come to you. Um, you know, some people, you know, I've, I've seen it a lot of times and some people are just legitimately just gifted and, you know, they, they don't have to work for it. Um, you know, it's, they're very few and far between um, with baseball, you know, where they're just, they're, they don't, they don't pick up a weight, you know, they don't have to work at their craft and they're just so athletic. They're so, they're just so talented, you know, but I mean, how many of those people are out there, you know, very, very, very few. And I've seen yeah. so many guys, you know, even some close friends throughout the years that, you know, they, they may have these talents and, you know, they, they have to work for them a little bit and they just don't, you know, they don't put in the work or they don't, they don't try or they don't do the right things. And it's just so frustrating because, you know, you'll, you'll come across a guy that's just so good, so talented and, you know, you know it and you see it and even, you know, tell that to them and try to relay that to them. And they just, you know, they just, they just, never make it happen or it just may never may never click and it's you know it sucks to see that because there's you know potential is is, you know endless in this game I mean you can you can make a lot of money you can experience amazing things and I guess it just circulates back to what I was saying earlier I mean you you gotta work for it and it's it was such a long you know painful road for me um and it's just, it's one of those things that I just, I'm not, I told myself, you know, I'm not going to settle with 10 years looking back saying, you know, I never, I never got to pitch in the big leagues or I never got to achieve that dream. And, you know, looking back at it now, it's just one of those things that I'm just, I can be happier that, you know, I stuck with it and that, you know, I just grinded it out. I mean, it's like I told you, you know, earlier when we were talking that it's, you know, that first year in AAA for me was, God, it was so miserable, but it was, yeah. You know, I would do it all over a million times to so just experience mm-hmm. that that one, you know, that feeling of going up the steps for the first time and and being dug out and you know looking up at, you know, the third third deck or third story of of the big league stadium is wow, just man. you know it's it's a feeling that you know Ugh. you can't you can't ever replicate. So yeah, it's yeah. I always like stick this in my head all the time is you know it's not about all the successes and all the great things that happen to you it's honestly comes down to uh, all the worst things that happen to you and the pain that you go through is what your rebirth moments are you getting let loose and you know 2011 uh champagne race i mean those type of things where it's kind of like okay you take that and you're like you know what i'm gonna see them i'm gonna see them again i'll be that much better so i mean those things are where it's like you almost have to like have those things happen to somebody to where it's like people try to avoid it though you know what i'm saying like right. I, just, I, I see it in a lot of other sports where uh it, it, it's just a common correlation between them it's just it's like they, they don't they're trying to avoid it they're trying to avoid that but the thing is it's like you know what 
that happens, whatever. As long as you know you gave gave your all and you're just gonna get better at it. Yeah, eventually it's just like you, you like you coming all all the way back full circle to then be playing against Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, that is that's probably one of the coolest stories, honestly. <laughs> I yeah, mean, you almost like need to have like a commercial or something, kind of like a Roy McIlroy type of thing, you know, where you're like, you know, watching <laughs> watching baseball on the TV as a kid, and then next thing you know, you're pitching as a kid, and then you're growing up high school college and then you know all these things it's like almost like you need like a highlight reel commercial just to show that yeah. i mean that that just you just stepping on that field with the lights on you and it just is like dude that would probably just that make me emotional watching it to be honest with you i got a, I feel a little emotional i got a little teary-eyed just listening to your story because i mean that that right there is what makes you the good man that you are and that's the reason why like i you know you're a, a true day one brother to me just because of just just the who you are as a person and that everything that's ever happened to you is 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 built that person it's built you to who you are honestly right just cool man yeah it was it was uh you know definitely definitely the best i would say even even more uh almost even more rewarding than than my uh my debut was you know that game against the rays it was just you know like i said i just had this kind of this rage overcoming when you know they they released me and it was literally since that day I was just like I just want a way to show them that you know they're wrong or you know they made a mistake and you know it was just that that game that I threw against them when I came off you know I, after that seventh inning I kind of figured that I was I was done because you know my pitch count or whatever and I just came off the the mound after that last out and it looked in the dugout and it was just, you know, one of those, one of those feelings I'll never forget. It was just incredible. I had this just natural high that was just, I've never felt anything like it. It was just so good to, you know, prove, prove them wrong. And, you know, it was you know, almost nine years in the making, but <laughs> it was, yeah. it was worth every bit of it for sure. Yeah, no. And that's a, kind of like even like a very helpful thing for you know, people that are listening that are going through those, those struggles and heartaches that have the talent and potential in their sport. What do you do to, you know, like everybody has kind of like their own regime of like how they get their mind right. And it's it obviously it's different, obviously between people, but what do you do to really like keep your mind in check when you're hitting, you know, those, those walls or you're hitting obstacles or when you start getting doubt, what do you do as like your, you know, your form of meditation? I mean, I've always, you know, I've always told, you know, people who ask or, you know, teammates or, you know, younger kids or whatever, you know, it may not even have to be baseball or just whatever, but it's just, <clears throat> it's one of those things that if you, if you truly want it, you know, deep down to your core, if that's, you know, whatever you're going after is, is what you want in life or what you've always dreamed of. I mean, you just got to have, you got to have that desire, that passion, that, that fire to just not not give up I mean it's you know whether it's life or whatever you're going after it's going to get tough it's going to get it's going to be painful you know there's going to be days where you hate life but you know one thing you know I'd always say is it can always be worse you know your worst day will always get worse no matter what you know you could be I'm sure everyone's experienced it I know people have had way worse days than I have in my entire life you know people have way worse issues going on in their life but you know, whatever you think your worst day is, it can always get worse. And all I can say to to someone is, you know, however much pain you're going through, however much of a struggle it is, that reward in the end is 
is worth literally every second of it. Um, you know, when you finally achieve that goal you've been chasing your whole life, uh, and there's even more to chase after. Like for me, you know, I'm not done. You know, I'm, I'm hopefully just getting started, and you know, I want to yeah, I want exactly. to keep proving people wrong. I want to keep proving myself wrong. I want to, you know, it's it's one of those things that it's just for me, it's it's worth the chase. It's worth the the struggle. It's worth the bad days. It's you know, it's because that <clears throat> you know that one even one day in, in the big leagues pitching is, you know, it's, it's worth all of it. So yeah, I think you I mean, just gotta, you really just gotta stick to the grind. You just can't give up. Yeah. Well said. I mean, what, how do you, uh, this is one thing I haven't even asked you before. Um, how do you deal with, um, cause I know this is another thing where you have outside external things that try to push you around and you have, you know, just articles and, and just, you know, all these other types <laughs> of public uh, like media, people kind of like, you know, you probably have negative stuff and you probably have positive stuff. I mean, a lot of athletes get, you can be some of the best athletes and sometimes you still get, they critique every single small thing you do and make you look like the worst player. So, you know, what do you do to, to come, like to deal with that? Like, do you just kind of close it out? I mean, I'm assuming that you are, cause you know, some guys have different ways, but you know, what do you do to really, you know, do you focus, you don't focus on the media stuff or do you like, sometimes you see it and it sometimes like kind of, you know, strikes you, stri- strokes a chord or do you see that happen to other players around you or, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of reached that point where it's it just gets laughable at a, at a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. You know, I mean, even through um, you know, even in high school, I I had a little bit because you know I got I kind of got really really good at the end of my senior year. Um, you know, I ended up getting drafted and whatnot, and went to the whole college thing, and so I was exposed to a little bit there. Um, and then going through the minor leagues a little bit. But I, I think the biggest adjustment I think other guys will say too is, you know, from the minor leagues to the big leagues is the media. I mean, they're always around. They're, yep. you know, in the clubhouse hours before the game. They're in the clubhouse after the game. And every single game, you know, after you pitch, you know, guess what? You get interviewed every time, no matter what. And it's tough to – you know, sit there in, in front of, uh, you know, the lights and the camera and, you know, after you just got, you know, your teeth knocked in and, and you know, they're saying, oh, well, you know, how do you think it went? It's it's like, well, <laughs> you saw what happened. You know how it went. You know, you know I'm not happy about it. And, and, you know, whether it's that or whether it's, you know, interviews or whatever it may be, you know, stuff on the internet, you know, bad bad press and they're just knocking on you and it's like I said it just gets to a point where it's laughable because you know my you know my girlfriend Jamie she'll she'll even you know say sometimes and parents say say all the time like oh did you see you know you see what was you know written about this you see what they said about that and I was like I'm just like I don't care you know what I mean it's just I think like you said my I think my my skin is so thick by now that I just it just gets to the point where I just laugh. And I'm just like, you know, I just don't <laughs> yeah. care. And I think people need to take that approach more of kind of just letting it roll off your back instead of letting it kind of sink into your skin. Cause then you start, then you start caring about what other people think, what other people say, and it starts impacting you, you know, emotionally. And then, you know, it impacts your, your performance and this and that. And I just think it's one of those, one of those things that, you know, even even like social media today, I think so many people get so engulfed and surrounded by it that, you know, like, oh, well, this person's saying this, this person's doing that. And it's just, you know, I kind of take the same approach 
with that I do, you know, with baseball media, I'm just like, you know what, people are going to say what they're going to say. They're going to do what they're going to do. Nothing you do or say is going to change that. So I'm just not going to get into it. Yeah. Know? Well, you did a good job with, uh, I mean, I mean, everybody's different too, but I you know a few other baseball guys that don't really use their social media that much. You know, you're not really huge on the whole social media thing just from looking at it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I'll post every now and then and I enjoy, I mean, I, I follow very few people because you know, <laughs> just, that's just kind of how I am. I don't, you know, I have a very close group of friends, um, you know, but a lot of people will, I've had so many people over the years saying, I just happened this last time in, in spring training with actually a teammate of mine. He's, when I very first met him, he's like, yeah, I thought for like weeks that you hated me. And I was like, why do you, why do you think I hate you? And he's like, because you just, you never talk to me or whatever. I'm just like, I mean, that's just how I am. You know, I'm just a quiet guy. Yeah. Um, you know, you get to know me a little bit and I open up a little bit, but I have, you know, my parents always say that too, since, you know, since I was a little kid, I just, you know, I don't really let, let people in unless I'm close to them. And, you know, I'm, yeah, you know, I, I just have a tight, tight group of friends and, you know, I'm very family oriented and I, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, kind of how I've always been. I'm just never one to put on a, a fake show, whether it's in person or on, social media you know I've always been that guy that you know I'm, I'll be truthful to you you know I'm not gonna lie to you I'll be you know at face value to you so yeah that's huge man I mean that's that's the part where you know you can be the best athlete on the on the field um court or outdoors wherever whatever athlete you are but it just matter when you're out when you're like in out there with people it's all about like who you are as a person and that's one thing for me it's I found that, you know, obviously, you know, that you mean the bass fishing and, you know, the hunting and skiing, snowboarding, all the outdoor sports. Um, people are just like they, a lot of people have had to have like their own jobs and stuff and then kind of feel that and then eventually go professional in it. But like in the mainstream sports, it's very hard to find that in different uh, organizations. Um, you know, I still know some people in, in NFL, NBA, whatever, but Major League Baseball, you know, that you find it just, it's, it's very interesting. Like you, you'll see a lot of guys that, won't even have a social media whatsoever it's like the right. one sport that i really found that like besides nhl but i'm just like you know somebody like with you it's like you still have social media you're you're on private like you're all about like your family your, your core friends and that's respect because i mean you look at ike he doesn't even have a social media at all and he's like you know i'm like yeah why, do you, why don't you have a social media ike and he's like well it's because when i take a photo i look at it i keep it in my in my photo library and that's, that's good enough for me. I don't need to post it for everybody to know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> and right. so I'm like, I'm like, Hey, that's respect. I mean, cause he's like, cause everybody's wondering what he's doing and they don't know what he's doing, but it's like, he, he, he likes that. He likes just being kind of off the map. He likes just be with his core people and that's how he mm -hmm. likes to live his life. So, I mean, can you blame him? I mean, honestly, it's like, you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, too much publicity is a little bit, you know, too much out there can honestly set you up and to start rattling you and start getting to you. So the more you're less focused on that and more focused on playing the game, that's where you end up being one of the best of the best, I personally think. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. I mean, I, I just think it's, <clears throat> and like I said, I mean, I, I like going on, on Instagram every now and then, you know, I don't, I have a Twitter, I haven't been on it in probably years. Um, Facebook, I, Facebook. I find myself and I can't stand it. The more I go on it, because every time I do, it's just people. You know, people have their their views, and that's that's cool. That's fine. 
Um, but yeah. most of it's, you know, ranting, most of it's political and I just find myself yeah. every time I get on it, it's like, Oh my God. And I just get right off. But I like, I like Instagram because it's, you know, it's, it's photos, it's videos of, you know, like I said, I don't follow many, many people, the people that I do, or, you know, the people I'm obviously friends with, I'm interested in, and I like seeing, yeah, seeing their lives and everything, but it's just, I mean, kind of like you said with Ike, I mean, I, you know, I do take a lot of pictures, I, you know, I have a camera that I like to go take, you know, actual photographs with too, here and there, and something I enjoy, and so whether it's, it's that or just with friends, you know, I like posting that, and, but yeah, it's never, you know, nothing against social media. I guess I've just never been a huge presence with it, I suppose. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and uh, last two questions before we get off here and close it up. Uh, one interesting thing is I, I didn't know you're much of like a gamer. Like, I've been seeing it off with some of the stories and stuff that Jamie was. I was like, <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a mad skill gamer on his off time. I'm like, that's kind of different. I mean, everybody has their like different quirks, but I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's always been... Uh... It's funny too, because growing up, um, when I was little, my parents, they never really, you know, bought into that. They weren't the parents that went out and, you know, got me the latest, you know, gaming system, whatever. And I think the very, very first um, gaming platform I had was PlayStation 2 when I was, I think I was 14. That's the first one I ever owned, 13 or 14, maybe. And <clears throat> I mean, I always played like, you know, little computer games here and there growing up or when I was over at my friend's house I always you know played on whatever but yeah we never grown up um you know I never really played it much but it's something that I just like got hooked on it's just something I always always loved and always enjoyed um you know I went to <clears throat> high school and college and you know I was always got an xbox always played on my on my off time my parents or and always like god is like how do you how do you play so much like isn't that you know <laughs> and i'm just like honestly i'm like i feel like it's funny because i always play like first person shooters and the other intense everything i'm like as intense as it is it's always where i feel almost relaxed and like free and yeah. having fun and you know jamie my girlfriend she always says the same thing you know every time she comes home i'm usually gaming on my computer and and so, yeah, it's just one of those things that I that I enjoy and that I can escape away from everything else. And it's just, you know, all my all my best friends, they do it. And it's just one of those things where we'll get online every night. And it's just a fun way to interact with, you know, not only game, but just to hang out with my friends. You know, not, not even in person, but just online. So it's something I've always enjoyed. Yeah. Hey, it's your own it's your own meditation, too. I mean, I, I would say that, you know, I, with it kind of keeps your mind sharp, too. I mean, it's meditation. It kind of yeah, makes you forget yeah. about the world. But it does, I would say, especially you being a pitcher, it, it's so ironic how, like, I kind of think of, like, how that could tie into you, you being so sharp on your game to where it still keeps your mind sharp and you're, and you're very, like, honed in to where it's, like, right. you, don't know, you don't really recognize much stuff outside of it. You're focused right in on that. To where I've, like, heard something where I don't know what, like, this is kind of, like, even a side note to that to where is it, like, because I've heard this for guys that are standing on the mound um, and you know, you gave me chills. Like I watched you when I was at, uh, watching you in person at, against the Mets. Like, do you really like? I've heard that people don't even recognize like the guys that are on the mounds or the guys that are batting or just even playing. They don't recognize the the crowd. They don't recognize or anything. It's like they're they're like in the game, so they don't focus on any external stuff outside of it. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. It's it's 
it's just one of those things that just naturally, I guess, happens with me at least. Um, yeah, like you said, when you when you went to, you know, watch me pitch in New York against the Mets, I think there's you know forty thousand people there, maybe even a little more. And I mean, I didn't. You could have told me there was ten in there, and I wouldn't have known the difference. Um, <laughs> and it's it's funny too because when you're throwing well and you're performing well, that's how it is. But when you're when it's the other way around and you're doing bad, you hear everything. You hear uh, certain conversations, you know, you hear certain fans. Um, but it's, that's, that's, you know, what I think differentiates people, um, you know, especially in sports is how, how well can you tune that out? How well can you focus? You know, it's, you know, especially with pitching, pitching is completely, it's a game, it's a mental game of chess, basically, you know, it's, it's you against the hitter and it's constantly, you know, it's just a, a mind battle basically between you and them. Mm-hmm. And it's also a mental battle of, you know, how much can you block out the crowd, you know, how much, you know, because especially, especially the big leagues, I mean, they'll, I mean, you've seen even the stuff going on with the Astros and that whole scandal and everything. I mean, any team will, will pick you apart, whether it's, you know, if you breathe a certain way, if you move your fingers and your glove a certain way, they got, they know what you're pitching or they know what pitch you're going to throw. They, wow. I mean, it's, it's really, it's truly incredible how just spot on you have to be with not only pitching, but you have to control everything. I mean, you, you give in at all and they got you and you're screwed. And it's the same thing kind of goes with the crowd. I mean, you let the crowd get, you know, the best of you and it's just gonna, it's just gonna make it worse. It's just gonna pile it on, but it's, yeah, I guess, you know, to make it short, I mean, it's just, you gotta, you gotta be mentally strong, you know, not just physically, not just perform. You gotta, yeah. you know, between the, between the ears, you gotta be strong too. And I think that's what, what makes a lot of people, you know, better in their sport and in life too. Yeah. Well, it's well said. I, I guess I never, I guess I hard to relay a little bit when you're on a bass boat, you don't have much, you don't have much uh, crowds around you. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess, but. Yeah. 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 Uh, so in like closing to the podcast, uh, what's the next steps for you, Ryan? I mean, going forward, um, you know, for the people that are listening of not knowing of, you know, kind of, you know, right now you're a free agent and kind of what's your, you know, goals and where you kind of want to be kind of going forward and you know what what does the next like year look like for you yeah I mean it's just the same kind of process I mean I gotta you know I gotta get fully healthy like I said I'm you know coming off of surgery and you know, I just started throwing a week ago and it's something that I'm that I'm really excited for <clears throat> um you know between the the doctor that did my surgery and my you know my PT guy he's they both kind of said that they think moving forward, I'm going to, you know, gain some velocity and, and, you know, probably pitch and feel better than I have in, in many years. Cause I've had this, you know, prolonging thing going on in my elbow and now it's gone. Um, so that's something I'm really psyched about. And yeah, as far as you said, going forward, I mean, I just, you know, I want to keep proving people wrong, you know, keep, keep going out there and, and get back to the big leagues. Um, you know, find a team, whether it's, you know, whoever it may be, doesn't matter. I just want to go out there and, and grind it out and make the big leagues and, you know, be on that big stage again. And just, you know, it's, like I said, it's just one of those, one of those feelings that you never forget. And, 
it's you know something I want to replicate for as long as I can and you know I'll pitch for as, as long as my body allows me to so yeah well it's because you have love for the game brother you have love right. for the game yeah I know like right. I know you're just scratching a, I know you're just scratching the surface man so I mean I know there's a lot more big things in the future and you're still young and you still I mean you're back to your health and you're back to full range of motion which I think like even when you told me you feel you feel even better than before so I mean that's one thing is where you know it's just like it's just the beginning for you and I'm excited to see where, you know, life takes you in the sport. And, you know, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and, you know, I appreciate our friendship and, you know, our friendship going forward. So. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. It's been, it's been great catching up and, you know, we always keep in touch and, you know, whether it's getting coffee or whatever. And, you know, like you say, you know, I, I treat you as a friend too. And, you know, we haven't even known each other for that long, but it's been, it's been a good relationship so far and appreciate you having yeah. me on. Yeah, no, it feels like, feels like it's been, uh, short amount of time, but I feel like I've known you for years almost. It seems like that's always the, the real ones that you end up feeling that feeling. So, <laughs> right, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for coming on the Enduro Sport podcast, and we'll talk soon. All right, buddy. Sounds good. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Enduro Sport podcast. We look forward to bringing you more successful professionals on the show to get to know their story and bring inspiration to you and to crush your goals for yourself. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms so you can stay updated in all things Enduro Sport. Now go level up.